There's always a plan in my head. Sometimes it gets scrambled a little bit. That night I had the business name registered and the business registered that night that I made this decision. Then I think within the week I'd found the shop and then I went, holy shit, what are you doing? It was for about me, but it was also, I've been at rock bottom before too and I thought, what you buy nowadays, a lot of it's cheap and you're paying a fortune for. It was more of the fact that people who couldn't afford furniture or nice furniture could get nice furniture. I'm Teresa Hudson, the coordinator of the Community Information Centre in Townsville. And in this episode, I have a chat with Nicole, the owner of Second to New in Charters Towers. Nicole's business is about upcycling old furniture and she aims to offer high quality goods for reasonable prices. She also uses the shop as a gallery for emerging local talents of all stripes. Nicole has always been handy though and her readiness to dive into anything has seen her overcome a lot over the years. This episode of Brave was recorded and produced across the lands of the Gujal, Bindal and Woolgarugaba people. The Community Information Centre acknowledges and pays respect to the First Nations people of this country. I want to chat, I want to start at the beginning, like... Okay. Where did you grow up? Oh, actually, Victoria, in country Victoria. So, yeah, I grew up down there and I moved up to Queensland 22 years ago, I think it was. Yeah, I'm feeling old. What brought you to Queensland? Um, change of life. I'd separated, so I drove up. And I did – that was another thing I made, very quick decision, I think a week. Uh, <laughs> and I had the everything garage sale done, car packed, kids in, up I went. How old um, were your kids when you decided to move? Uh, one, three and five. Yeah. So little. Yeah, little. As I said, things happen for a reason. I was bare minimum of money. Then I was working but circumstances and you got three kids and I'm so in the car I went and thought, oh, yeah, I'll just do it slow. I'll go with what I've got. And then I had extra money put into my account from something else which sort of got me to Queensland and then I got a job straight away. But every penny was accounted for. What brought you to Queensland? Was there any family or friends that you were coming to? No, but I knew my dad was moving up to Cairns and my dad and I are very close. So knowing that he was coming up and I just thought, you know what, I'll do something different. And, yeah, I didn't turn back. As I said, all I had was a trailer um, and the only thing I had on there was the kids' stuff and the washing machine. So I drove up with the three kids up to um, Cairns and then ended up in Dimbula for a little while back down to Cairns and then I built a house out in the t- up in the Tablelands. Yeah. When you say built a house, knowing what you do, what did build a house mean? Got thrown in the deep end, never done it before and went, oh, this will be easy, I can do this. And I got a kid home so it was um, the hardest kid home, of course. Uh, very big experience. No, building, as in you were out there building yourself. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I had you didn't have concrete. someone building and you were sitting there watching. No, no, no. I put the frames up. I had help with the... Um, trusses and everything because it was quite a large span and they'd swing. Um, and then, of course, someone did the concreting, the plumbing and electrical. But, yeah, everything else, yeah. It, it was formidable. Definitely, definitely different. Yeah, pa- did not do any of my so-called, you know, health and safety, barefoot up on the roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you moved to the Tablelands. Where did you go next? Um, down to Townsville and then hated Townsville because it's I'm more I like a bit more space. Yeah, country uh, girl. Yeah, and then 
ended up here. Yeah. How long have you been in the Towers for? Uh, about two years now. Yep. What do you love about Charters Towers? I just love the fact it's um, it's it's not busy, busy, but it is if that makes sense. And you sort of got that the difference. I don't like a lot of traffic and things like that, which is is not here. And it reminds me a lot of home as well, just the area. So I think you go back to that thing from your childhood. Mm. Yeah, and decided to move out here because I loved it and I was. Got jobs out here and lost both overnight due to COVID. And what jobs were they? I was just working at one of the hotels and down at Better. And because COVID yeah. hit, COVID shut down hotels. Yes, yeah. and everything overnight. So um, my old boss always rang me and said, You coming back? And I'd say, No. And I ended up, Yes, okay. So I drove from here to Townsville every day for work. How long did you do that for? Um, only about eight months. Yeah. I didn't mind the drive. Yeah, I actually liked it because you could wind up and wind down. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So during COVID you had a few switches with jobs. Yep. And then you got to the end of the year. Yes. And what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, I bought four director's chairs. Now when you say director's chairs. You know those little chairs with the um, – the canvas on canvas, it? Canvas, yeah, them ones, yeah. Movie director chairs, yeah. Yeah, right. Camp chairs, whatever you want to call them. I had one break after two weeks and I just sort of, and then a couple of weeks later and I just cracked it. When you know what, I'm going to open a shop. <laughs> so you I'm, fixed them, brand new? No, I threw them because they're just cheap. Right. You know, when you when you work it out what they're made of and I just sort of went, you know what, I'm just going to open a, and refurbish furniture from old school, stuff that lasts, wood. And um, crazy idea. Overnight, um, so that night I had the business name registered and the business registered that night that I made this decision. Never done anything like it before. So, because you mentioned you built your own home. Yep. Have you always been crafty with your hands? Yes, yeah, um, mainly for painting and everything, but I'm also not scared to jump in and have a challenge because you can start at the bottom, you're not going to go any further down really if you think about it. You can either go up or down. I had not a penny to my name when I started this. It was just a thought that eventuated overnight and then I think within the week I'd found the shop and then I went, holy shit, what are you doing? Um, with opening your shop mm. and looking for real estate within that first week and you said you didn't have a cent to your name. Yep. So no business plan? In my How head? did you do that? Like well, there's always a plan in my head. I'm one of those people that don't put plans on paper. <laughs> it's in there. I know where it's going. Sometimes it gets scrambled a little bit. I, I knew what I was looking for and I'm a big believer in things happen for a reason and that shop came up and like I had a friend, she said to me, she goes, oh, why don't you go the one over there, it's air conditioned. And the sister said, no, this shop's got character. Like you walk in, the floor bounces up the back. It's old, it's got a story itself. And I think that's why I chose that building, yeah. yeah. So renting real estate, property, like commercial property with nothing behind you, was that hard? Um, I manage money fairly well. So I had a plan and... Um, I also have a place in Townsville, a yeah. house in Townsville, so renting that out was the balance, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I think that, yeah, I had to I had to really think. Yeah, it was, um, but I, 
in one way, I think, and then in the other, I just go, oh, well, if it works, it works. It works. If it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. And so after work at the, I'd go and source older furniture that needed repairing. Every penny I had left went into finding stuff. I'd bring it back, repair it, and then I cut my work down to four days a week um, so I could do some more. So you were still working? I was still working, yeah, absolutely. While you were trying to get the shop up yep. and running? Yeah, well, I had to because I, I had say, no oh, money. Yeah. So, and I thought, well, I can go in. I've got no money to start with. It doesn't matter if I am with no money. And it wasn't more about doing it. It was for about me, but it was also, I've been at rock bottom before too. And I thought people like to buy stuff. And what you buy nowadays, a lot of it's cheap and you're paying a fortune for. And they always seem to break after warranty. I'm picking up pieces that are 80 years old that are still strong and still, you know, might need repairs because they've been through hell and back. And I think with that it was it was more of the fact that people who couldn't afford furniture or nice furniture could get nice furniture. Yeah, mm. so. So I want to go back to the day. Yep. The thought where you said, I'm going to open a shop. Mm. Or I can refurb secondhand furniture. The name is second to new. Yes. Your shop. Sometimes I um and are about the name because people do misinterpret it. Um, to me, it's second hand to new, bringing it back to new, but also states that there's new in the shop. And then we get a lot of people thinking we're a second hand shop. And um, but mind you, as I said, they do come in and ask for stuff and sometimes I've got it in the shop because I have weird stuff in there. So We went out to look at your shop and we looked in the shed out the back. <laughs> <laughs> that's shed. overflowing mm. of stuff, of projects that you're like, yep. yeah, I can do this. Yeah, I think that's my biggest problem is I have 10,000 ideas in my head and I'll go, I can do this, I can do this and they're – happening but then some have been put on the back burner for a little while but it could sit there for six months that's okay I'll pull out what's needed at the time I think yeah because I've got to be in the right headspace like the piano that you saw I'm doing mm. that so was yeah let's talk about that you're doing a beautiful piano oh. at the moment <laughs> that um to us it looks very beautiful and I can't wait to see what that looks like but to you it's been an absolute nightmare it's been a nightmare but it's been good I I didn't really <laughs> think Sometimes I don't think before I do things and I sort of went, oh, you know what, I can do this. So I grabbed the piano and thanks to the guys who helped me get it down like 30 stairs, that was a new, I didn't go there. I just could see this piano going dunk, dunk, dunk down the stairs and so I had to pull that apart. Yeah, so I gutted the whole lot inside but I needed to keep the outside and if I had to pull the sides off, I think I would have thrown it in the fire. And just not gone from there, <laughs> just to get the key bed. So it's not going to be a piano that can be used? No, no. What are you turning it into? It's a, actually an aquarium, a fish tank. So it's been gutted with the key bed out the back, which was the nightmarish. And then it's been fitted out with a, a secure shelf. And at the moment the tanks are getting made and had to take veneer off, and which has got beautiful wood underneath. I could never understand that. And, yeah, I can't wait till it's done and I was hoping it would get in the shop but it's already sold before I've even finished it. Yeah, because you mentioned to me on the weekend that you were hoping to keep in the shop as a centrepiece but it's already been sold. Yep. Yeah. So your your shop is very busy and it's buzzing. It's keeping you very busy and you said yep. you're open seven days a week yep. and you're a sole trader. You're a, How do you do it? 
I do have help in the shop. I've hired Kirsty. She's amazing. I couldn't ask for anyone better. I fire her three times a day um, and she just sticks a finger up at me, which is great because that's what it should be. Yeah. Um, she's very handy. She does macrame in the store, but she is my main out the front because I need to have someone there. I, otherwise, I'm in and out and I just I can't get into the shed and I can't do paintings. I take some home and work at home. So having her there is just amazing. It's so much better because you can't do it on your own and um, I'm just about to hire a junior as well. So That's awesome. And your yeah. shop's been open for six months? Six months. Yeah, I've been asked to open two other shops, one in Western Australia and one in Mount Isa, but I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can only stretch your arms so far. Uh, yeah. What else do you want to see in your shop? Um, I'm loving the fact I get more excited than the people with their artwork, I think, when something sells, especially if they've never sold. Because I paint, I do a lot of things like that and it needs to get out there. A lot of artists aren't seen. And I went over to the artist's uh, behind the studio and I started with, I think, four artists. I just went in and said, hey, do you want to put your work in? And I've now, we counted them yesterday, 62 artists in the shop. And that ranges from? Seven years old up to 86 years old. Wow. And, and what talent. kind of artwork have you got in your shop? Well, this it's so eclectic in that shop because you've not only got the furniture, which a lot of it isn't in the shop because I can't, keep up because people actually come in and say, have you got? And I'll say, yeah, I do. Um, they see that it's worse, but it's good because they get to pick what they want done to it, whether they want it back to wood or they want it painted or anything. But we range from the seven-year-old does hair bows. We've got a 16-year-old boy who does honey and he's so passionate about it. And the honey's beautiful. And then we've got 86, she does uh, that paper twirling. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even do that. I do pans. They're patent to my name. So um, they'll only find them in my shops, whereas you – they're fry pans but they're clocks. Yeah, yeah. so these are the – yeah, the behind your counter you've got fry pans yep. hanging up. But they're, they're painted with some really beautiful yes. artwork on them. Yeah, so they're a the mixture. Clock. I personalise them um, because some people are bringing photos. Like I had one from 1903 – and so you can't get the detail, but back then the photos were taken and if any movement it was slightly swayed and the, the lady who got it done for her grandfather said he was a hard old bastard and she said when he got it he actually cried So and said no one would top it. So I've got this Christmas to think about now. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, that way it is personalised and we've sent over 40 Australia-wide, two overseas and sold from the walls as well. So The clocks? Yep, just the clocks, yeah. But the artwork, we've got artists in there who've never sold anything and then have sold three or four. One of my artists, she's amazing, Robin and Earl, they're just And they're all incredible. local artists. All from local artists. Here in Charters Towers. Yep. And I haven't had to source anyone. They've all come to me, which is really good. Mm. So they, there's an outlet. And mm. these artists have never had a platform nope. Other than this art studio, but it's not open all the time, whereas I'm seven days a week. So, and people who don't know about that place, tourists, anyone coming through... Yeah, it's incredible the um, the amount of talent in this town that no one knew about. And we're sort of running out of room to... Um, there is lots of things in there. There is a lot of things. I think when people come in and have a look, they really can walk in three or four times and still see something different. But with that shop as well, everything is different every week because once something's moved, it's gone. They're, they're so unique with everything in there. You know, all the artworks and 
I think I'd like to see um, uh, it's really hard more of the 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 local artists getting further as well, you know. So, because we have such young artists in there, and people who've been painting for years as well, and it's been really good for them. And that that's one of the main things with that shop. It's not it's not about making lots of money, and it's not. I I cover bills. Um, mm. That's I'm not out there for that. It's more to give people what they need and get the artist works out as well. So, like the seven year old, she's seven. You know, and she's got she gets more of a pay packet than I do sometimes because <laughs> of high demand for hair bows. <laughs> and she's so cute, and like the honey as well, Nick's yeah. honey. He's just yeah. And then we've got we're so privileged. We've got um, cigar box guitars from Taffy, and he's you know they're just beautiful, just beautiful work. They are. Mm. My son, I had them off on the weekend. Oh, is that your son who came in and, and he, he's looking at one? He wanted. Yeah, the take, dog the bowl one. With the one. doll bowl. Yep. Yeah, dog bowl. Yeah. Taffy's work is just, he's got, we've got one in the cabinet that is um, award winning from um, America that he had. So, yeah, just unusual. And yeah, they're very different. Yep. But very cool. Yes. And you can plug them into your amp as well. So, cool. Yes. You've got some artwork on the wall, some yes. drawings that you've done. <laughs> Can we talk a bit about those? What story do they tell? Oh, okay. So you'll get different different ideas off people when they come in there a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. With me, with artwork, I think it's the mood you're in. Um, if I'm in a really bad or sad mood, my work's pretty damn good actually <laughs> um, for certain things like my sketch work. But when it comes to hands and that it's not yeah yeah um so but yeah with the sketches that i've seen on the wall in your shop they feel like they tell a story they do tell a story um i think a lot of i learned when i was younger um when you when you've got a mood happening don't take it out on other people i put it on paper and so if i'm down it goes on paper if i'm angry it'll go on paper um so i haven't sketched for quite a while and i only hung those on the wall to show and represent to people that you can actually order sketches of what you want. I have got an order off one of those, um, but their own thing. Um, and I, the two of my daughter, which look quite different because she did makeup, so um, I think half her face is a skull and whatever, and yeah. I've done it in a sketch, and that's because I think I'm missing her because she's due in September, and yeah, so first grandbaby and you sort of like, Mur. so I think that's where those came from. Yeah. yeah. Did you want to talk more about your kids? No. Nah. <laughs> no, I was going to say, because sometimes yeah, I'd ask you, you want to have your permission to When they grow up, it's gone. Like, I know, over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sometimes too you need to have the conversation with him, like, can I talk about you in a podcast today? <laughs> no, I no, my kids are pretty cool. They're pretty out there and they're all hard workers. So. Yeah, what have they grown up to do? Um. So, well, my Oldest daughter, she was working two jobs seven days a week. Must be hereditary, I think. Must be. Yeah, so yeah, I think she's she down to six <laughs> now with one. Um, she does retail, actually. She was doing a photography course. She's a beautiful photographer and artist as well. She paints and draws. My other daughter was about to travel Australia with her other half and they're due their first baby now, so that's been put on a little bit of hold. They'll still the do travel, that. not the baby. Yeah, not the baby. <laughs> Hopefully the not. Coming. She'll be cursed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my oldest boy, he's um, musical and very artistic as well. He's 
he'll, he got his first – I got him a guitar lesson. He had one when he was nine and he just picked up the guitar and the, music, the guy said, if he's like this, he's going to be brilliant. And then he decided he didn't want to – nah, I'm not going to do it. But he can play self-taught the guitar, um, bass, drums, piano. Yeah, okay. all of that. Yeah, and the oldest girl, she sings. Uh, they all draw. And my youngest one is very, very academic as well. Um, but he wants to be a um, paleontologist. So, yeah. He's nice. been that since he was two. It hasn't changed. No, no. But, you know, if he does, I said to him, as long as my, they're happy with their jobs, mm. it doesn't matter. Um, I, that was another big thing. Don't be stuck in a job you hate. I know it's hard to get jobs, but like I've just done something that I never thought I'd eventually do. I wanted to be an art teacher, never even got near it. So I liked I liked the fact of the diversity of different jobs that I could do. Mm. Mm. What was it like raising three kids and then four kids as a single mum? Well, it actually ended up more because <laughs> um, I ended up marrying and he had four kids. Right. So, yeah. Brady Bunch. Oh, worse. Yeah, worse. No, it was pretty good because we've all got such different personalities as well. Um, it's always hard. doesn't matter whether you're single or you're not. And I think that's the biggest thing. It's doesn't – you don't get a handbook. They're all different. And um, you just got to go with them, I think, and just go, yep, okay, you do what you do. Yep. <laughs> so so they've all landed on their feet. So you've done an amazing job. Yep. Yeah, which is good. They're all – they, they all have a good outlook on life as well and I think that's the biggest thing um, because you can't – I remember going to school and they were always hammering you to go to uni and do this and that and honestly not everyone's cut out for that. i disappointed with the schools in one way stopping kids leaving for apprenticeships um, or, or pushing them more because our trades are gone. They really are. You know, mm. I've got – none of my kids have gone into a trade as such, but that's their choice on what they want to do. So I don't care if they clean toilets as long as they're happy. So, mm. mm-hmm. Got a job. Mm. If someone was looking at you now and they have a seed planted that they wanted to dive in and open a shop but just weren't brave enough to do it, what th- would you say? I think you just have to try, um, you know, because otherwise you sit there and you go, oh, why didn't I do this? And – you know, there shouldn't be any I shoulda, coulda, wouldas. It's like just do it. If it, it, It's not a failure. It's a learning curve. And, you know, hey, I tried. And that's what I looked at. I thought, well, I'll give it a crack. You know, it's, you're better off. Like I did not expect what happened with this shop. I really didn't. I thought I'd just be plodding through and just, you know, but no, it's been full on. And like I have a mentor that um, I was doing um, – through with the niece and I went in for an interview to do my certificates and she just asked me all these questions and I go, I've done it, done it. And she just looked at me and she said, you've done all this already? I said, yeah, you've got to, you just got to step in. You really do. Yeah. Jump in without floaties on. All good. Without floaties on. <laughs> Can you find your stuff online? Are you online yet or is it all through the shop? I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I haven't got a web. I'm hopeless with that side of things and one, I don't have time. I did look into something last night and it's like, eh, 
But um, Facebook's been good. Um, I think the biggest amount of I had on one post was 11,000 hits, which was amazing and that was in the first few months. So um, getting it out there is a bit different. I don't want to go too much either, if that makes sense. Too much at once. Yeah. yeah. So I'm happy with just plodding along. Yeah. What's been your biggest challenge so far? Um, challenges with myself, time management. And um, like there's been times that I've – I start a project and if I'm really into it, I don't want to stop it. So I had a milk can that I did with a, a floral folk art on the front and I started it late. It was after hours and I thought I've got to go home. So I went home and sat there for about half an hour and went, no, nah, I've got to come back in. <laughs> so I drove back in and this is 11 o'clock at night doing um, – and had to finish it. So, yeah, but my challenge is time management at the moment and an extra set of hands would be incredible as well. But then I look at that and I think if I've got someone in the shed, I'm a bit – I'd still have to be there. Do you know what I mean? It's like, no, no. And I'd be too bossy. I'm shocking. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it is, I suppose, if that's your passion and your vision and you can see what you want it to look like. Yeah. You've got to find someone with that trust that you can do that Yeah, and that's a big thing, having trust with someone, especially like Kirstie's amazing, trust her 100% plus, Um, hence why she's there. And it's great because... If I have to do something on a weekend, which is very rare, she'll work for me and then I'll give her days off whenever she wants. And so, yeah. Is that balancing you got to work. Yeah, you got to be able to work together. So. Yeah. What's your greatest success so far? Oh, getting that In bloody life. key thing out of my piano. <laughs> <laughs> you did show me the photos of getting all of that out of the piano and that did look like a bit of a, a mission. Oh, I think my biggest challenge is life itself. Every day is. Every day is different, Um, whether it be in business or be in your personal life. There's always something. And I think you've always got to look forward if anything sets you back. Uh, You just have to. And there's always something better ahead. Uh, One door shuts, another opens. Thank you. That's okay. For giving me your story today. (laughs) Good luck with your shop. Thanks. Sounds like you're very busy. Yes. And um, all the best. And thank you for having me. BRAVE is jointly funded by the Commonwealth and Queensland governments under the Disaster Recovery Funding Arrangements. This podcast is produced by Damien Lawarden.